0: This is the Punk Show Podcast. Hello. Hey, this is Jim from the Black Pacific. Is this Jason. Yeah, how's it going, Jim? Good, how you doing? Good, man. Your
1: mailbox is full on your phone.
0: I know. I've been getting uh, between band stuff and family stuff. I've got a, quite a full uh, voicemail center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess I assume you must be in uh, beautiful Thunder Bay, Ontario right now.
0: I am knee deep in Thunder Bay, Ontario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, this is pretty cool. You're on you're like embarking on a cross Canada tour here.
0: Yeah, I've started out in uh, well, we started out in New Jersey and New York, and then uh, came up through uh, Eastern Canada, and we're making our way slowly but surely across. But it's going well.
1: And were the U.S. dates with uh, with Rise Against and Flogging Molly as well?
0: Uh yeah. Okay. They were with uh we did a couple shows there. Then we did one show with just uh Froggy Molly and then all the rest are with both bands, yeah.
1: Cool. I assume you're probably pretty friendly with these guys already anyway.
0: Yeah, we've known both bands for a long time. Um, all of us are seasoned veterans, I guess that's the best term, but uh yeah, they're all great guys. Couldn't be a better group of people to be out here with, so we're having a blast.
1: Uh and you're you're hitting our uh, Fair City, Victoria on the eleventh, next Tuesday. Uh have you been to Victoria before? Did Pennywise ever play here back in the day?
0: Um, yes, I believe we did at, at one point when we did a, a cross-Canada tour, I believe, with the Circle Jerks. Okay. I can't remember. I, I thought we'd, we got hit Victoria once. All
1: right, so uh, I don't know how much time you have, but I, I have a few questions here because there's a lot of stuff to talk about with you. And I'm uh, By the way, first of all, maybe I should just backtrack. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me, by the way, Jim. No worries. Uh so this- uh, the black pacific um I got my hands on it a couple weeks ago, and it's a great album. I know it's been out for a while now, but just over a year i guess uh what's going on now? Are you planning on re- recording a follow up Have you already started
0: um well we after the album came out, we did some touring we did uh, a a six week europe tour with some forty one and riverboat gamblers and Vera and then did um some uh festivals over there and and I uh, did some warp tour and now we're on this thing but um while that's been going on when we can uh we can fit in some song line we've we've got a uh handful of really cool songs that I, I'm really looking forward to getting recording. So what I'm hoping to do is when we get done with this we're gonna have some off time uh before the holidays and I'd really like to get a E P recorded because we've been sneaking in a, a new song um when possible on this tour and uh, the crowd really seems to like the song a lot, so um I want to get in and get these songs recorded so we can get new music out there since we're such a new band. you know we need to fill up our catalog a little more
1: right. You can't rest on your laurels, I guess
0: yeah, when you only have one album
1: out. <laughs> uh well, speaking of that i mean that uh, the turnaround uh, when you you know when you left Pennywise and then the announcement of black pacific and from the other interviews and stuff i've read- I get the impression it was just immediate basically so my question yeah I, yeah, I guess what I want to know is is i mean obviously you leaving Pennywise wasn't a matter of ideas and such drying up. Was it Was it just that you were kind of going in a different direction?
0: I wouldn't say a different direction. It, there was a, a lot of factors going into it, and um, uh, none the least of which, uh, one of them was uh, a lot of conflict we were having over touring. I've got uh, uh, three kids and a family at home, and and um, been definitely struggling with my ability to uh maintain a band that's touring all the time and also be a a good parent to three kids growing up in Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh and so that was really difficult and it got to be a situation where it, it caused a lot of friction in the band and me being the, the the lead singer and 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 uh one of the main songwriters for the band it was difficult for me to to resolve that issue it just keep seemed to be coming up more and more and and uh, as well as other issues in the band, that I really feel like us being a band that talks so much about brotherhood and unity and, and positive vibes, it, it just it doesn't help anyone to get into some of the negative stuff that was going around in the band. And I just didn't feel like we were operating at a level that was um, healthy for anyone in the band. And uh, and it, that change had to be made if if we couldn't come to term on some of, on a lot of these different issues and. I, I I said in the past, I tried to do everything I could to make it uh a, a situation where I, I you know i explained uh the situations and if and if if my and if uh my situation didn't work for the guys anymore I'd help them find a replacement and um so i i I can definitely hold my head high with the way I left the band it, it was something where after twenty years and what happened with our our, our bass player and founding member jason it was very difficult to come back after that i tried as long as I could but it was it was it was pretty difficult and uh but that, but you know, as soon as I made that decision, you know, this is what I do. I'm a musician. I've been playing guitar and writing songs since I was uh, uh, 12 years old, and and growing up in in Hermosa Beach, uh, I wanted to continue playing the music I love playing, and um, I luckily found a great group of guys and con- con- continued continue doing that.
1: Um, and I'm curious about the, the the name of the band, the Black Pacific. I think it's a great name. I'm not sure what it means. I can tell you, I what I think it means. I, I assume being from California and everything, it's it's a reference to the ocean and I don't know, pollution possibly. Am I even close?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean yeah, I, I definitely put a little thought into it. it. it's basically a situation where I uh I grew up in, in uh at the beach in Southern California, Los Angeles and and the Pacific Ocean was always that big presence in your life, you know, growing up on the beach and surfing and stuff and, and uh uh but also There's another part of our lives growing up, I think, we're the generation that has just really been bathed in oil and the conflicts that that oil consumption has caused throughout the world. And uh, with, you know, the wars that our our generation really started with, uh, uh, you know, the the wars in Iraq and and also issues of pollution, being a surfer and someone who's concerned about the environment, seeing the Gulf spill. Um, it definitely resonates with, within the name of the Pacific Ocean, but also there's this blackness, this darkness, this oil stain on that uh... positive feeling, and and it's also about like the yin and yang in life. There's for every bit of good, there's some bad that goes with it. So I, I thought it was a good representation for the band. I want there to be you know um, a positive message out there without disregarding that there are challenges in life that you have to uh, face up to, and and. So very much in in the same way, I'm, I'm keeping with the, a, a lot of the themes and I- ideology I started and, and wanted to express in in Pennywise. And there's no reason for me to change that. In fact, I think that would be the the ultimate sellout move to all of a sudden change and be uh try and be a pop star now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and actually, it kind of leads me into the next question. I mean, with with Pennywise, for the majority of of your time there. You guys were on Epitaph Records, and I believe your last album was kind of a download uh, thing. And now you guys are with Side One Dummy uh, Records. Do you yep. still feel the same way? Like I know back in the day, you sort of, uh, you, you know, you shirked the idea of, of getting onto a major label, as some of your peers were at the time. Are you, do you still feel that way, or do you even think that major labels are a relevant th- thing anymore?
0: I don't even know that uh, <laughs> many record labels are relevant anymore in the in the crisis of the music industry we're in right now. But, um, I definitely feel that if you're with a label that has uh, that supports the band, it's, it's great to be on a label that, that, um, can help you get your band name out there and to the people who want to hear it. Um, but, uh, it it definitely, there was definitely a conflict when, um, we made the decision to try and do something with MySpace and the fact that they're owned by a a multinational conglomerate didn't sit very well with me. And, uh, there was other things similar to that that didn't sit well with me as far as having to get your music out there a certain way, and and whether it's a corporate-sponsored tour or things like that, you know, it, it's difficult because there really isn't, a, I really don't feel there's a wrong answer in, in that equation, whether you should be on a major label or indie label or put out a record yourself. I just feel you have to do what's right for you, and, uh, and I don't grudge anyone for being on any type of label, but... Um, for me uh... this feels like the right place and um and you know and there's a high likelihood you know given that there's so much easier to put out records yourself these days that eventually we'll just be releasing albums on our own and doing it the old-fashioned way uh...
1: i don't want to get too philosophical here but i mean you, you kind of touched on it and something that i've even run into as well like uh... i i have a thing called the punk show it's an online offshoot of this commercial radio station here in town and mm-hmm. uh... And, I, you know, it's uncensored and it's commercial-free, but it's still under the umbrella of this commercial radio station. I've had some local punk bands not want to be on my show because it's got this corporate thing, blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's like... And I, my argument is, in 2011, is it even possible to completely avoid that stuff?
0: It's pretty difficult for bands, but it, it, it kind of becomes where do you draw the line, and, that, and that's a shifting line for a lot of bands. Uh, if you want to get your music out there to uh, a big audience of people sometimes you have to do the the Warp tour which has a lot of corporate sponsorship if you're okay with that and you like the people that work there and and who and realize that the Warp something like the Warp tour is doing a lot of good out there and then a lot of the charity causes they're doing then it's a good thing but if you don't want to be on a Pepsi commercial or a, or a Levi's jeans commercial or something like that then that's understandable as well and I just think it's up to each individual entity to make that uh... decision for themselves and but like i said i don't begrudge anyone you know there's been times where i've i've worked with uh... corporations when i feel that there's um there's an element of where it's benefiting the 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 greater good you know so mm-hmm. um it's a, like i said it's a shifting line and and everyone has to do uh, exactly what they feel comfortable with
1: that's very well put um... I wanted to ask you uh, just briefly. about I read somewhere that you, or I read about it, and then I listened to it. And I, th- it's a kick-ass version of uh, the Operation Ivy song "Knowledge." You did a uh, with the Riverboat Gamblers. What was yeah. that? What was that all about? Was it, that was a charity thing, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, oh. that was. Um, uh, I believe the one you're talking about is, is for Skate Aid, which is a really great example of a, uh, people getting together and, and using uh, skateboarding to help out kids in need, you know, put some fun in their lives. It's it's it actually is really great to raise money, awareness, and, and, um, uh, but it's also great to, to bring actual fun into some kids' lives. So that was a great cause. And, and I just didn't hesitate. And, uh, the, the funny side story to that is I had broken my ribs skateboarding that morning. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I recorded that song. So I don't know if that's to God's, uh, it coming into play somehow, but it was strange. I was, at the the show was at a skate park and Skate Aid was doing this thing and they wanted us to come do the song. So, you know, me growing up being a, uh, growing up skateboarding, I, I saw the opportunity to hit, to hit some ramps and I was having a great time and literally was skating away and, and someone had put out a, uh, extension cable in, in the darkened room and I couldn't see it. And so I just slammed and actually broke some ribs. And had to finish out the tour and sing that song with broken ribs. So you, you, I don't think you can tell in the recording, but I was in like excruciating pain singing that song. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> at least it was for a good cause, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's why I guess I really had to uh, give up some pain for it. Uh,
1: listen, I know you're, you're, you've probably got to get going soon to get ready for your show. I just I can't uh, not talk about the whole punk rock dad thing because. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I, I had no idea I was going to be talking to you. And I've been meaning for a few months now to get my hands on this book ever since I found out about it. Because I'm a 40 year old with a three and a half year old boy. Uh, wow. You know, I'm not in a punk band, but I uh, certainly lived the lifestyle back in the day, and and uh, you know, I'm into that scene now. Um, what what like motivated you to to write this book?
0: You know, I was working on a book about uh, Hermosa Beach and all the great punk bands that came from our area, and um, and then. Someone said, you know, you should write a book about being a, a dad and in a punk band. Like, that would be a great book. And then literally someone pitched it that week and and said, yeah, they want you to write that book. <laughs> so uh, next thing you know, I'm on a tour bus in Europe writing a book. And uh, the funny thing about it was I was so absolutely in, in, engrossed in everything I talk about in the book at the time. I was touring very hard, but also... Um, had three young children that I was raising we had a brand new uh you know a young daughter and and one in uh who was about I think 9 years old at the time so we had one in diapers and one in uh, elementary school and, and another in kindergarten and so we were like we were so busy and and basically it was very easy to write I was just writing about what I was experiencing at the time and and since then I've just had so many people whether they're in bands or 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 fans pretty much at every show or or uh, time we doing something involved with the band stuff, so those those people that come up and say, like, I, I didn't know what to expect when I got the book, and I really couldn't believe how much it was my life, you know. And it, it, I think it has a lot to do with just your attitude towards. Uh, if you're someone who's into to punk rock, you're probably got a little warped perspective on society. And then when you get put into the parenting world, and these issues of authority come up, it's it's a pretty much like being on Mars. So. um the cool thing is now it's been made into a, uh, the book inspired a documentary and, and, uh, I worked with, uh, an old friend of mine and, uh, I suggested some dads that she could talk to as well and they ended up getting, uh, Flea from the Chili Peppers and Art from Everclear and, and Mark from Blink 182 and Tim from Rise Against. So we got about probably 15 different dads talking about their similar experiences and it's just, it came out really good. It's, it's one of those where you'll, it'll make you laugh and make you cry and uh i think it's a it's a great film for the punk rock community in that it kind of shows the heart beating beneath the tough guy exterior that that goes on in the punk world and i think people will like it a lot
1: yeah i heard flea even kind of loses it in a couple of scenes
0: and you know what his scenes and there's uh and there's uh, obviously uh, the tragedy with uh, Dwayne Peters who lost his son mm-hmm. and also Tony Adolescence talks talks about losing his child and you are going to go into this thing thinking "Oh, I'm going to see this funny thing about people having toddlers with mohawks and stuff and it's not that at all uh it's it's a very real film about a lot of these guys who came up in the punk scene because uh they had troubled lives at home and um, had difficulties with their parents and their upbringing and now they they started a band to uh exercise some of those demons and then had kids of their own and had to confront those issues of authority as well and it's a it's a funny film, but it's a very heavy film. People shouldn't go in there thinking they're going to see punk rock light. You know, it's got some, uh, pretty heavy themes as well. And I think, and it also, it shows me going through making the decision to, to leave Pennywise. It wasn't something I took lightly at all. I mean, Pennywise is obviously a band with, uh, you know, lots of fans out there and a real legacy. And, uh, it was an extremely difficult decision to make, but it was one that had to be made and uh but i i, did, I think people that they just have to wait to see the film i think everyone will understand what went on
1: very good well i mean pennywise was your was your baby too right i mean you you were there from the get go
0: yeah that's you know and that's the thing that people have to understand you know i gave blood sweat and tears for pennywise and and was a bigger part of it as anyone i you know i studied uh emerson and Thoreau's uh, philosophies very uh uh Uh, stringently when I was in college and definitely had uh, my ideas in self-reliance and um, wanted to put that philosophy into our music and the ideas of positive mental attitude and we've definitely been influenced by bands like Minor Threat and Dad Nasty and I wanted to put that message out with the band as well as the whole idea of brotherhood and unity and and, uh, trying to create that in the scene so I definitely uh feel like I was a big part of the band and that's why I cared so much about it and and everything that we stood for when when it wasn't happening anymore the way that I envisioned the band to to operate it, I couldn't be up there and be faking it anymore and that's that's basically as as, as far as I like to go into it just because yeah. it's really silly for anyone in the band in, in pennywise to go out and be talking negative about each other because we were supposed to stand for unity and for any of us to go out and flag the other guys off, which has been happening a little too frequently on their end is, uh, to me, is just total disrespect for our fans, you know, and, and I, I really i am ashamed of that behavior.
1: Fair enough. Um, all right, well, let's uh, wrap this up with just a... Uh in general your thoughts about the punk scene these days and maybe some bands that excite you that you that you see up and coming that uh that you enjoy
0: yeah oh man there's there's a lot of them i mean a lot of people always are ready to call uh the punk scene dead and uh i really think there's a really another great really undersa underground scene that that's happening in basements across the uh the north american continent and uh i, I think bands like the mendigers are great um Riverboat Gamblers are another great band. Uh, the Bronx are, are killing it. Rise Against is just an example of a band that has everything in place, you know, great songwriting, and I, I know that their ethics are um, solid as well, and the stance that they're taking, I couldn't agree with more in, in a lot of issues. So it's great for us to be out on tour with them. So I think the the scene is as alive and as vibrant as it ever has been, and luckily there's there's new avenues for people to, to be able to get their music out there, you know.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, that's, unless you have anything you want to add, I think uh, that's about it.
0: Jim? Yeah, well, everyone come out early to uh, the Rise Against Vlogging Molly show. Black Pacific plays early, like around 7.15. So come out, and it's going to be a great show.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to get this out there uh, with the interview, and we'll play some Black Pacific uh, tunes and, uh, and get the word out there and get people excited, because it's going to be a great show next Tuesday. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay, take care. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah.
0: And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.